You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for our second week of the year. Obviously, the first week went off without a hitch. One of the biggest podcasts of the year, not just for us, but globally. Um, Shitloads to talk about. I don't know if, you, if you're watching this podcast, there's been some very nice wardrobe dressing done behind Eddie. Looks great. But nothing compares to the man himself and Edward you're back again. Thank you for being here. Thanks, mate. Look, it's nice to have some colour behind me. Yeah. Makes me pop a little. Yes. Is that too much? No, I think so. It also brings out the blue in your eyes. <sighs> yeah, the bluey green. Yeah, well, it's kind of like a washed out blue, but it's bringing it out. Sure. I mean, I'm happy for it to come out. Yeah. I'm happy to be, you know, filled in, as it were. Flanked by an Australian test cricket uh, merino wool vest and obviously the Lakers of Australia, the Sydney Kings, Violet Crumbles jersey. Who remain top of the heap. Top of the heap in the That's NBL. why we feel connected with the with the Kings, I think. Both top the heap. Yes. I think that's exactly why. An affinity. And there's an affinity there, yeah. sure. Um, now, a lot to talk about. Yes, and but no. also nothing to talk about. I but, think I think a lot to talk about is like when you go, when people are like, "How are you going?" You're like, "Yeah, good, thanks." I could be in a world. of You hurt. could be fucked. I could be sore. Very rarely do you ever hear people oh, go, "Not hey, that well." You know what? I'm actually I'm actually doing it tough. The worst you'll hear is, "I'm um, I'm okay." Yeah, yeah. Which implies you're not okay. You're not okay. You are the opposite of okay. That's it's it. a weird social norm, that isn't that it? You just sort of go. Then you mate. just lie. You just lie. And even when you're telling the truth, a la, I'm okay because you're trying to convey that you're not okay. You are lying. You are still lying. So Obviously, what we're saying is heaps on the show. Heaps on the show. Look, if we're opening with that, you know there's a heap on. But also there could be fuck all. <laughs> but there is something huge. There is something huge. There is something enormous. Yes. Which is good because we do have something. We've got at least there's one big nugget of shit. If to I had about. to sit here, Tom, and start with Danny Levi signs <laughs> with the Seagulls as hooker for the 2020 season, or Australia loses a three day one day series in India two one, then we may as well just pack up you and pack go up home. Pack up and go home. You but can, we are uh, always take the, take the bloody take, take them down, take them down, take them down, take the the, the dressings down. But the gods of sport always shine favorably on us. Yes. And they've done so again yep. by giving us a Sunday gift. Yes, a real Sunday gift. And Both nice. a gift for us personally. As, as friends. For which we, we enjoyed it. Yes. For those that saw the footage. But also now, on a day later, for us to marinate. fill in the punter and the dribbler yes. and marinate together as one. Yes. So look, if in terms of the podcast itself, Eddie, just a bit of a run sheet in order of service, if you will, for the punter and the dribbler who are thinking and maybe feeling a little bit lost about what they can expect in this podcast. Small caveat, the things mentioned uh, here may not end up in the podcast, but it's an order of service. It's a vague one. So obviously we're going to talk about the notorious Conor McGregor returning uh, to, you know, top of the alpha heap Mm -hmm. in world sport, knocking out Cowboy in 40 seconds. Uh, We will touch on the utterly meaningless three one-day series Three match, one day series. Against and by India. touch on it, this may be it. This may be it. Can't promise that we're even going to get into it. Um, we'll touch on Danny Levi signing with the Manly Seagulls for the 2020 season. And by touch on it, this may be it. <laughs> um, there's going to be some dribbler dribbles. Obviously, the Australian Open started again. That's probably that might be it. More than any of them, that's probably all we're going to get to with the Australian Open. But it is on. Um, and then that's about it. Hats, hats are in Australia. Hello, sport corduroy. They've made it through customs. Midnight blue corduroy made it through customs. Also have you know uh, they're they're ready to rock mm. almost as in they're here but not ready for you to purchase. Yeah, look membership. But put it this way, your membership is in the country. Twenty twenty membership. So if you want to become a member. 2020 member, this is what you'll need. Factor it into your budgets. You'll need one. You'll need one. Otherwise, you're not a member. No. You can still be a punter or a dribbler, but you're not a member. You're not member. a member, and that's the different thing. You're not, you're not legit. No. You're, just, you're all talk, mate. Midnight you know Blue I mean? Corduroy. Mid- Midnight it sells Blue itself. Yeah, it does. It sells itself. And Tom. if you're watching the uh, the full podcast, which punters, dribblers, we're now on to YouTube. That's probably important to tell. Are we YouTube stars? We're YouTube stars. Maybe we are. We're officially YouTube stars. We, uh, we're influencers in the YouTube game. Uh, you will see the hat on YouTube if you go and search Hello Sport 
on YouTube. Subscribe. Don't think it's a five-star thing on YouTube. I think you just subscribe. But if it is... If it is, we need them. We need five. But so now what you're going to see on the, on the YouTube is clips from the podcast, random videos we make, but also you're going to be able to watch the full podcast each week this will also be available on our website which is laying semi-dormant yes but they it will be it will come to life over the coming weeks 2020 year of the punter and the dribbler a lot of things gonna happen yeah so with that in mind website will be back up and running has been dormant like a volcano ready to erupt yeah yeah yeah. like like the like the super volcano underneath yellowstone Yellowstone. yeah yeah yeah, exactly so think of it something like that about to wipe out the earth Mm. in one foul that's the hello sport website Weird analogy. When you see it, wait until it gets back yeah, up and yeah. running. Wait, just wait. <laughs> wait until it's live. Okay, it's probably live now, but it's <laughs> but it's what's it's, it's, it's what's going on underneath, underneath the, the surface, surface that, that really counts. is going to blow your socks off. That's right. Now, I think that this is probably one of the weirdest intros. <laughs> it's all over the place. It's all over the place. Let's try and straighten this ship. Let's show. write it. Let's write. Let's it. write the ship. Yeah. Never really understood that. I'm wondering whether right the ship is just about the course you're going on. So, you know, obviously you're sailing and the wind has maybe taken you a certain direction because you have to use the wind. But are you, are you, but are you writing a wrong? Yes. I think it's like not turning right. It's like right it to the, the coordinates or the direction we're choosing. Sure. Now, obviously, we'll, we'll reach out to our uh, sailing aficionados. Will McKenzie. Will McKenzie. Uh, friend sit, of the show. Friend of the show, Sydney to Hobart winner. Uh, we'll obviously ask him in due course. Or, punters, <laughs> dribblers, you can Dior it and come back to us. And if you've realised that this is completely unnecessary facts, then but, then don't bother. No, but it's, it'd be nice to know. Because yeah. I'm not going to look it up. I will forget to ask Will. Which obviously then brings us to the fight. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all the hype in the world, the build-up... Uh, it was short. It was short build-up. We were talking last week... Uh, Connor Cowboy uh, it wasn't the Conor McGregor that we have seen where he's a shit talker and he's getting in the head of his opponent were was, we saying that? well you and I off not on oh, the podcast right, right, just right. when we were yeah, sort of yeah. talking yeah, yeah. Um, and so that was really different didn't get me that side of things didn't get the lead in the pencil that a normal Conor McGregor fight would um, but I for think me personally sure but it was necessary 100%. Because he went so dark and so cracked with, and so fucked up with Khabib. He had to. And there was a lot of rumour out there about him maybe having another kid and him doing some... some he's, he's been alleged... He's, some he's really lowbrow well, he's stuff. he's accused of sexual assault still. Yeah. Now, which I think denies. that... Which he's denied. He denied it in the Ariel, Ariel Halwani interview. Which was good. And good if, you didn't, if you didn't watch it and you're pro-Connor or you like the hype, you like the UFC, go watch it. But I think you needed to come out and sort of go, just reset. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can be a lippy fucker, which he was in the post-match interview, which yes. I like. Yeah, that was Be nice. a lippy prick. Be lippy. But don't be crass. Don't be But also, like, you know, when you're going to come out, it's very hard. Everyone loves Cowboy. He's not an asshole. He's not, like, he's not going to come back at you. He never go. He never G's up at anyone. So it was well, like, he did in that Aldo press conference Yeah, but that was a while ago, ago right? Yeah, that was three like, or four years yeah. ago. Yeah, so, like, since then, he's pretty much just, like, when anyone tries to G him up, he's, like, he's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's hard, especially with, Amer- with Cowboy being so, like, quintessentially American. Well, his name's Cowboy. Exactly. And he's, you know, like, drinks Budweiser and shit. It's going to be hard to come out and rip on him. Anyway, not important. It was, it was a slow build-up. But fight day rolls around. And obviously everything's tingling. Fight card itself couldn't have been worse. Worst fight card in the history of a pay-per-view. But that aside, the big dance was all that really mattered. It's all that mattered. The hype. When he walked out, it felt the same like it always had, right? And I'm talking 2015, 2014, 15, 16, Connor. Yeah. That ride. The ride all the way to the lightweight lightweight championship. The champ champ status. Champ champ status. When he walked out, the music played. I was like, yeah, okay, this feels right. Feels like I'm back at home. Yes. Like an old pair of jeans Correct. stuff, Tom. Correct. We were with uh, a couple of other fight aficionados. Yes, you may People have seen this it. on our Instagram or on our YouTube, which is taking over the world. Uh, but there was a buzz there. There was clammy hands. There was a, there was an energy. We even got into a bit of proper 12 whiskey. We did. We did it right, I thought. Yes. And we were fucking repaid in spades, man. We were. 40 seconds. Now, what I what my favourite thing about it and in the immediate aftermath of it and if you don't know what happened, he demolished him. He threw 21 strikes and landed 20. This is what someone was... To, uh, I was well, 20 and landed 19. 
Dior, but that's a matter of one strike, and I'll allow that one. 20 strikes thrown, 19 landed. The only one he missed was the very first one of the fight he threw, which was just a wild left. But he basically pulled out a move that no one has ever seen before, or like he shoulder. No one him. uses no in one the cage. Uses. No one's implemented to any strategic success. Shouldering Cowboy in the face three or four times to start the fight, breaking his nose and splitting him, nose bleeding, eye bleeding, eye swollen. And and within 15 seconds, the fight was pre pretty much done because Cowboy was like, what the fuck? What the hell just happened here? Mm. Then, you know how we... Well, again, I don't know if we were talking about this on the podcast, but how some of the uh, a uh, analysts that we that I was listening to were talking about in the evolution of Connor and everyone talking about him only having a left hand, using the left hand as the decoy. Mm. So I watched this breakdown where they were like basically saying in that final sequence before he kicks him in the head. Now, if you don't know this, Cowboy has the most head kick knockouts in the history of the UFC. He is a... he. The bigger concern was that he was going to kick Connor in the head. And mm. Connor's kicked well, it was a concern head. of yours. Well, be, well, absolutely it was. That's he, why you back Cowboy. Well, we can get into that in a second. Um, but so like he's... Fa there was this thing where they broke down basically how he kind of in that sequence fakes a jab then fakes a left and just drops his hand and flicks his leg up. And it was like exactly what this, uh, I think it was Robin Black was talking about. How yeah, yeah. Well, you said that last week. Yeah. And kicks him in the face and then it's all over Red Rover in 40 seconds. Now, terribly, feel terribly sorry for Cowboy, but the big knock on him was that he, you know. He's old. He Well, old. Fades in the big day when the lights are on. Never Hates the title. lights. Do you, do you, what do you think? Do you, like, do, Everyone's like, fuck, that was amazing. But because it was Cowboy, do you think it takes away from it? or oh, In terms of the just, comeback? Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think for sure. Like, no one actually gave Cowboy a real hope in hell. Like, obviously, no. in a fight, anything can happen, yeah. sure. But, like, no one really expected him to win. The, no. He was fucking $1.20 or something with the bookies. He blew out a little bit before the fight, but that can tend to happen. But realistically cowboy is in the twilight of his career mm. like in riding off into the sunset as it were he's fought fucking 35 times in the ufc he's lost like 13 times he's by no means elite well see like, this is what i was talking about everyone was talking everyone was he's saying, had title fights right which is good one, he's think, the perfect yeah. he was the perfect comeback fight for yeah. connor you couldn't have asked for a better comeback no. fight when you think about the the way people spoke about him. And I feel like it was misleading where they go, most wins in UFC history. So misleading. Most, most head kick knockouts, uh, most fight of the night bonuses, all this sort of shit. And I'm sort of like, yeah, and that is amazing. And you're not taking anything away from someone who's been able to do that in the UFC. But the reality is, if you have 30, 34 UFC fights, if you're, if you're able to get 34 fights in the UFC, you obviously have to be good enough to win the majority of them and that's with one or two title fights right but like you're gonna have to be good enough to win the majority of them otherwise they're not gonna keep you around right they're gonna let you go so the fact that he's had so many fights he fights like 11 times in two years it's kind of like you would assume if you fight that much you are going to have more wins than anyone else because you fight so much yeah and you're obviously of a world-class nature but not top of the heap stuff he's not top of the heap it yeah fuck take your hat off for him he's a motherfucker like he, he he's had some good wins some big wins longevity that's a yeah that's a that's a nice like quality yeah. right in an athlete yeah people like longevity they yeah. love it look at Federer people are still gay you know, in Federer. He'd, he'd be a he'd be a he'd be a really good rugby league player that's never played origin yeah. or australia he's a he's a trier yeah. right but he hates the big moment like yeah. that tweet do you put that tweet up about how some flowers fucking grow and yeah, shine yeah. under bright lights telly atlas who friend it. of the show let me read it friend of the read show it, Teddy read, atlas read it. it's actually a very good tweet uh and it sums up you know the difference between big dick swingers and Dudes that can't handle the uh, the big dick moments. Teddy Atlas, boxing famous boxing uh, analyst. Some people melt when under the bright lights. Some like Ali, Floyd, Jordan, Brady, Magic, uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and McGregor absorb the light as a flower grabs sun and grow and glow right in front of you. Redwoods. Yeah, love it. Love, love it. the Redwoods. Signing off with Redwoods was fucking badass that was by class. Teddy. That was, it was class. Well, yeah, Teddy's a class act. He is a class act. Knows uh, what he's talking about. Now, that's what I'm saying. Like, Connor is that guy, right? Yes. And Cowboy isn't. No. Cowboy's the opposite of that. Yes. Now, 
that doesn't take away from Cowboy. But realistically, if we're sitting here being like, oh, greatest comeback of all time, which, you know, Jarch did say, it's not because Cowboy isn't worthy that, of he's that. Not, he's not worthy no. of that fucking mantra. If he comes back and fought Khabib first and won, holy shit. Yes. Like, fucking that's it, baby. You've got the greatest comeback of all time right there. Yes. Sign still delivered. We're, we're not, not there, there yet. We're not there yet. But the wind does open up a plethora of, of delicious, plethora of delicious options. Yes. Delicious. Now, the only real one in my mind that even works is Masvidal because Khabib fights Tony in April, I think, and then uh, then let's say Khabib wins, although I love Tony. Even if Tony wins. But no, well, because if Khabib wins... That's the fight, right? That that rematch with Connor. Yeah. But Khabib is uh, anyway. he's Muslim and Ramadan is middle of the year, so Khabib takes Ramadan off, doesn't train, doesn't do any of that. Then needs time to get back into sort of Nick after Ramadan. End of the year, earliest. End of the year. So, yeah, look, Connor could fight Kamaru Usman for the welterweight title and be the first person to fight for three world for three titles and three weight divisions. Sure, that'd be dope, but. Jorge Masvidal seems like the one that's going to spin money. Well, they're both going to spin money. It just nothing it, will spin as much money. Apart it just from depends. Khabib it just depends. Jorge. But it depends where you're at, right? So I was thinking about it. if you're if you're Dana. Now, he could allow him to fight Usman for the welterweight title, but he'd piss a lot of people off. But he could also be like, "Fuck you, it's Connor." Like, I'll, I'll, that's what he does all the time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that, he's not going to not that do is that. The same. It's just as offensive as him going and fighting Khabib, considering Khabib beat the shit. Exactly. Out of him. So he could just hand him that fight. Now, the benefit of that is you get a big fucking payday. If he wins, then he's def- he's going to go another champ, champ, but like in a reversed sort of order. If he fights Khabib at the end of the year, but if he loses. They were like, oh, Usman was too big, too strong. And then you've still got the Khabib fight. Yeah, but what would you be more excited to see, just as a spectacle? Masvidal and Connor or Masvidal and Kamaru? Who's a wrestler and he's going to probably just take Connor down. Mate, I want I want the Masvidal fight yeah. to happen. Yeah. I'm just like, where's Connor's head at? Does he want gold more than he wants that BMF shit? Like, Maybe. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. I. What's interesting was, and obviously George Masvidal, or Jorge Masvidal, sorry, uh, absolute throbber. And rocked up to the event in a Versace gown, sort of taking the piss out of Connor when he wore one before the Floyd fight. Uh, Connor tried to bag him out a bit about it, and Connor was like, he not tried to, he bagged the fuck out of him. Yeah, there was no trying. Post match press conference bagging him out, calling him a trier, and going like, you know, it was a tough night for him. Like old grannies wear these, like it's like yeah, a yeah. Not, it's like a when they're watching gown. soap operas yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like it because he's hanging shit on him again. That's like shit talking Connor that's back, which is what, you know, after his sort of brand overhaul in the in the Cowboy fight, I think he's going back to a little bit of his old ways. But uh, I have to disagree with him respectfully, of course. I thought Masvidal looked dope as fuck. I thought he looked like a badass. He looked good. He, he looked, looked awesome. He looked great. He looked cool. But like Connor's, it's just Connor talking shit, f- talking shit, feathering his is. nest, that's all getting it, is. it ready. It's it, mate, he's talking shit. Yeah. That's what you do. That's what you do. And instead of attacking the man, he's just attacking what he's, what he's wearing. wearing. Which to look, and even though I disagree with him, it made George. He like he bitched. he didn't like it. Yeah, it made George look like a bitch. The way Connor was talking, Connor was like laughing at him and going like, "What's he trying to do? Get my attention with what he's wearing?" Now look, this this whole thing brings me to a uh, a correspondence we got from a uh, a dribbler yesterday, uh, and I've just got to get to it here. Is this from Jorge all day? It is from Jorge all day, and Jorge all day, who's in the eleven? He's in the eleven. He's got a baggy green. So this was so we respect him. He's a respected dribbler. Yeah, and this is he's almost. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's the original dribbler in terms of uh, reaching out to the podcast. No, but like super old school. Listen to every episode. Yeah, I think he's an every episode dribbler, which is pretty. uh, There are only a few. There'd only be a handful. They're rare as hen's teeth. The OG dribbler, but Jorge has. Shit the bed. He has Jorge all day. So this is what he sent to us after the uh, after the fight. You dribblers gonna sit there and say Dana didn't script this yarn? Connor just kicked a world kickboxing champion in Cowboy Cerrone in the head for a TKO. Brackets something he's never done in his professional career. The most ironic way to win. We've all watched Cowboy fight for the past several years, and he doesn't go down like that. I love Connor, and I always thought he was going to win, but there's more to see behind the scenes. I called it before the fight, and I stand by what I said. The UFC would never let Cowboy win that fight purely for revenge purposes. Stinging for 
stinging for bigger yarns as the year progresses. Would love to know your thoughts. So what I'm deducing from what he's telling me there is that he thinks that that fight was fixed. That's what it feels like. I don't know what else he's angling to. Like, There's, what else is he angling? I can't, uh, I can't understand how you could claim that. Are you? Is he saying that he thinks that Cowboy... Ha- no, he's thinking that Connor and, and Cowboy, Cowboy and Dana, and Dana got sat down in a room and planned yeah. for Connor to kick him in the head. But not even that. Practised. You would, have to, only... you would have to practice it like they do in the WWF. Yeah, so this is like they've gone and, and choreographed. Choreographed. But with real damage. With real damage because he's broken his nose. The reality is this. He fucking missed a wild overhand left at the out uh, at the outset because he ducked down underneath it and then copped a hip to the chest, uh, to the head. Then they went into a clinch. clinch and he rocked him with shoulders that no one saw coming and broke his nose. So then he's dazed. Then he's dazed. Yeah. Then he doesn't see the kick, and then he's fucked, and that's all over. It's not that hard to understand what happened. But why th- does it need to be scripted? But, but also, like, to think that the UFC would uh, would script something so that Connor can stick around, because at the end of the day, what if? It, it, unless you're saying that they, firstly, in, in, why would why, okay? So Cowboy would agree to it. Why? Presumably, yeah, money. Money. I'll give you the hot tip, mate. No one keeps a secret. Secrets can't be kept. No, no one can keep a secret. If you think that that's going to be kept secret, that they're because if they've done it, they've done it once. I'm assuming they've done it multiple times. Were, fixed fight. You would think so. You would think you so. Would you think would so. assume so, right? Do you think Connor's going to fix a fight? Do you think he's going to be down to fix no a fight? Absolutely not. Because he, he knows he could beat him. That's it. So Is why the gonna... fuck would he fix it? Doesn't make sense. Look, I didn't think Eddie that uh, an owner of uh, uh, a, a baggy green would also Australia's be the most owner, revered item would also be the owner of and the first recipient of a Halo Sport tin tinfoil foil hat, hat for yeah. 2020. Yeah. But that is some that is bewilderingly uh dribblerish, dribbleresque. Look, I'm gonna give Jorge the benefit of the doubt and say that he's had a couple of beers, right? And yeah. his and his and his thoughts well, he'd been no because Jorge, this he'd been talking this yarn during the week on uh, on our Instagram. He was commenting under fucking photos and shit and going uh he thinks it's gonna be rigged. And I was like, how can you rig it against a head kick? Like they think no matter they were saying there's no way the UFC lets a cowboy win. I'm like, well, like what if cowboy kick Connor in the head? Like how do they how do they protect themselves against that? Because I was sort of assuming he was talking about if it goes to the judges, the judges will just give it to Connor or whatever. But it's just like it's the only way they can fix it is if it goes five rounds and they make the the judges fucking rig it rig it in favor of Connor. That in that itself can be. Can be rigged. rigged. Oh, okay, I'll go along with that. But that's not what happened. No, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. He, 40 he got seconds. His, he Did got they his, plan 40 seconds? He got his, I'll give you the hot tip. If I'm Dana, I don't want to go on 20, 40 seconds. I want to go on fucking three rounds. Yeah. I want him knocking him out in the fifth with a minute to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I want. But the, the manner in which it happened, it's just not plausible. And it's not plausible on any level. No. Connor would never agree to it. Donald yeah. would never agree to it. And it's also, Dana would never risk it because it's, too much it's admin. so risky. Imagine the damage to the fucking it's, it's, brand. It, it can't be. It no, 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 one would, no one would watch. No. No one would watch. No. You'd stop watching. No. You'd go, it's fucking rigged. Yeah. It's wrestling. You could never recover. No. And every time anything happened, anyone would go, oh, it's rigged again. It's just the, the mistrust would just be, it can't be, it couldn't no. be uh, roped regained. back, regained. Yeah. So no on every level. No. Silly, silly, silly. Jorge, you need to. Go and splash yourself with cold water yes. because I don't know where you are, bro. But no. come back to us because you do hold a, hold a BG. Hey, you hold a BG. So we like you. We it, love you. Hey, there's always love You're a friend of the show. Yes. But you need help. You need serious help. And also, congratulations because you are the first recipient of a Halo Sport tinfoil hat for 2020. You're the champ champ, but in a weirder way. So. Huge oh, news. It's huge news in the rugby league world. Now, this is obviously trending. Globally. Globally. Um, front page, back page news. Denny Levi of Newcastle Knights fame. Yes. Heading to Manly Seagulls for 2020 for the assault on the ring. Um, Basically is a fill-in for Manasi Fano, Who is allegedly... But well, he's... He's alleged to have stabbed someone at an under-18s dance party. <laughs> now, is that... Is it? Is it a witch hunt? Maybe. We don't know. I don't know. That's for the courts to decide. To decide. Which hut or not. Which hut, yes. Now, the courts well, will place to ascertain whether or not it's a witch hunt. So we'll the let jury's them do that. out. We, we, it's before the Well, court. the jury's not out. It's about to be in. 
it's before the it's, it's, it, it, where the trial hasn't started yet. But Manasi, uh, needless to say, out on bail, but also out of the game on no fault stand down because the game isn't saying he's guilty. No, they're not saying that. They're just saying you what you've been charged with, which is the stabbing of another human being, renders you stood down. Yes, and that's not a funny thing. I'm not laughing at the the you know alleged. We're not laughing about stabbing. Stabbings no, are serious. That's a very serious situation. We're merely laughing because what else can you do in the face in of the adversity? F- <laughs> <laughs> Laughter is the best medicine. Now, now that arrives back to Danny Levi. What Danny Levi can offer the so, club. Danny is only twenty-four, Eddie. So if he is to continue, if he if he is to get better, his best years are, are in front of him. Yeah. Played for Newcastle in a team that was, uh, from what my understanding was, he was, he was uh, sort of like advanced before he was ready because he was in a team full of gimps, and it was a rag. And maybe bunch they of thought that Danny Badiris could get the best out of him. That's it. One of the greatest rookies of all time could get the best out of a young Danny Levi. Maybe before Danny Levi was ready. Well, before Danny had grown into the Danny years today. That's it. Or yeah. the Danny he can be. He's, well, with a bit of Des Hasler magic sprinkled over a table for Danny to rack up. Like, Put it this way. Tony Williams is coming back. Yeah. Because Des gets the best out of his boys. Yeah. It's like squeezing the last remnants of a lemon. You know yes. what I mean? Like, I've got, I've got to put a fish on. Fuck, no lemons. I've got this old, old shit lemon, lemon here. that I had this morning with my avocado and toast. What can I do with this lemon to salvage this fish that's going in and I'm cooking for eight? And it and needs lemon. It needs lemon. <laughs> it's fish, for God's sake. Des can get lemon onto that fish. Des can get juice out of a lemon. Yes. Any lemon. Any lemon. Use lemons. You, well, new or used. Well, new's not too hard. But a used lemon's where Des makes his money. Yeah, yeah. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. That's it. And, now, is, know, is is Danny Levi a used lemon? Well, not, a, not, not fully. Not, a, not fully because he hasn't been used up like Tony Williams has. No. Tony Williams definitely a used lemon and Des doing his best to get the rem- remaining juice out of Tony. Whereas Des Danny- is almost ripening... Danny. Danny. Danny was maybe like a, squeezed too early. Yeah, and now squeezed he's a too bit... early. Yeah, well, like, oh, he's like a super hard avocado, and it's like, I need avocado on, on toast this morning. I need this ripen now. Yeah. Now, can you immediately ripen by clicking your fingers? You'd have to ask Des. Des can, but Newcastle couldn't with Danny. No, of course they couldn't. That's why. They don't have the right conditions. Conditions, the right people. Yeah. To ripen avocados on the run. Or, well, lemons in this case, but, you know, I get what you mean. Avocados and lemons. Well, it just depends on which one we're using, but obviously. Well, I think Danny Levi. juice out. I of think Danny Lever is the avocado needs immediate ripening, whereas Dan- Tony Williams is the squeezing of an of old final, have been lemon. Yes, okay. It doesn't have to be strict on the uh, the food we're using here. Fruits, fruits, nuts, avocados, fruits, fruits. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but an avocado isn't a fruit to me. It is a fruit. I know it is, but would you call it a fruit? It's a fruit. Yeah, it's got a seed in the middle of it, I, and it grows on a tree. Yes. But <laughs> it's a fruit by every metric, but not a fruit in my eyes. What do you call it? I just don't call it anything. But it is a fruit. Yeah, but if someone's you... got a gun to your head and says, is this a fruit or a vegetable? That's the only thing that matters. Yeah, but... It's not a flower. It's not, no. a, it's not a vegetable. I know, but it's like, you know... I get it, but it is a fruit. Yes, but it is. Gee, no. You're only saying it's not a fruit because it's not liquidy. It's no, not juicy. I'm, no, no, no. I'm just saying that, like, in the... That you wouldn't have it in a fucking... In fruit a, salad. A, yeah. Well, yeah. No. Okay. No. You wouldn't put it in a fruit salad. If it goes in a fruit salad, it's a fruit. Now, we're getting off topic here. What we're saying is... Now, if by chance an avocado isn't a fruit... Ignore everything just been said. If by some free, you know, I before eat, except after see, like there's yeah. one example where yeah, yeah, yeah. a seeded piece of food isn't actually a that fruit grows on a and tree. that's an avocado, then disregard everything that we've just said. And you know what? You probably should regardless because it was all dribble. But Des certainly capable of ripening an avocado and Danny Levi... On the run. On the run. Yeah. We've got to speed this avocado up. Well, put it this way, Tom. It's January 20-ish, today's date, Dior. Mm. Last time I checked, we're playing Storm at home, 4 p.m., Saturday or Sunday, March 15th. Yes. 
So that's like, as we said last week, I can see March 15th. Yeah, yeah, we've got to have, we need that avocado right. It needs ripened now. Right. Because he needs to get into his work. We've got yes. trial games got coming up. The storm at home Sunday. If we can get over the top of the storm at home Sunday, great 15th, start to the season. Then it's a premiership year. We're on to a roll. Then it's a premiership year. Well, because uh, especially with the storm having their, like, it's never a great, their, Craig Bellamy's round one record in NRL is just ridiculous. With how how like frequently the Storm win their first game of the season, we would love a first up win, and I think with a ripened Danny Levi slotting in, whether it's a lemon or avocado slotting into the the uh, the really nicely prepared dish with some sides, you've got fish in, you know your turbos, yeah. then maybe you've got some fresh veg in your Cherry Evans, yeah. You've got some some uh, some sweet potatoes in your yeah. uh, Fenua Blake and uh, Tapau. Yeah, yeah, they're sweet potatoes. Who who's your uh, what do we what do we like eating? Those things you always used to cook. That names escape me. You always used to burn them almost. Oh, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Would they be your Syrenans and your Joel Thompsons sure. of the world? Sure. We've got a beautiful dish for eight. Yeah. A beautiful dish for eight. And Danny Levi was the lemon. Well, he was the lemon that we needed. But, but we we had, we look. We said avocado. <laughs> you said but it didn't. Go, but it didn't go. The, it didn't go with the meal. So he's now a lemon. <laughs> the podcast this week is brought to you by Bareback Biltong. Bareback Biltong is made from grass-fed Aussie beef. Their original and smoked chili flavors are sure to get your taste buds punting and dribbling. Bareback's very first creation, the original collection, provides the right amount of taste to keep you wanting more. The perfect salt blend, coupled with Bareback's secret ingredients, allows it to be a huge favourite. Cold smoke for six hours using the unique Bareback method. Their smoked chilli is the perfect blend of their spiced and smoked collection. The simple oaky flavour, heightened by the addition of their secret spices, provides a truly rare and... Delicious flavour. Now, special offer for the punters and dribblers who listen to Hello Sport. You go to www.barebackbiltong.com.au and put in the promo code Hello Sport. That's one word, capital H and a capital S, and you'll get a discount on your Biltong. And that Biltong, Eddie, is delivered across the country. Now, obviously, the uh, our Australian boys forced to desert their nation during summertime and go and play some absolutely useless one-day tournament in India. Mm. Um, is it winter in India or is it summer? Dior, that one, bro. It's a big Dior. That's a big Dior. I don't know. Subcontinent, what does that do for you? Does that mean anything to you? Subcontinent, Geog- mate, geographically? Is, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it hot year-round? Is it cold year-round? I don't know. Well, it's, not, it's not cold year-round. It's, it's a hot we year-round. We certainly don't know. We know it's it, not it's, cold Maybe it's just hot year-round. Could be. Put it this way. Now, I don't want to embarrass myself, but... <laughs> Is does India on is India on both sides of the equator? <laughs> Do you want to Google it? Get it up. What would your guess be? I'd s- I'm going to say it's. I'm going to say north, maybe parts in the south. I don't Wait, know. You know what? It's funny when I imagine the. Think map, about you like it's when hard I think about to... the world map. I actually can't pinpoint where it is this is ridiculous. i know where it is i just don't know where it is on the equator that's what i'm saying i can't see where it sits but i can't really see the equator in my mind i mean i can do you know what i mean not entirely because i can get it it's halfway up yeah but like where is that halfway it's okay, like indonesia so, and shit isn't it so so it's it is it is north of the equator and it's like the equator goes through Malaysia, Indonesia, Malaysia, Kenya, Gabon, uh, northern Brazil, mm. Colombia, southern Colombia, northern hot, Ecuador. Hot climates. Uh, Indonesia. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. So Sri Lanka, you know, I'm going to say, you know, maybe a, a couple of thousand or a th- maybe a thousand nautical miles north of the equator. I don't know. I'm making yeah, this up. Yeah, you're just sort of using... Put it this way. India's vibe. in the north. Okay, so this would be a winter time for that. So it's winter time. It's winter Which time. is all I wanted. <laughs> and that was just a, a roundabout geography lesson way for us to get there. But we all learnt something. Didn't we? We all learnt something And if we're there. being honest with... like, I know there's a couple of you that would have known They're that. Ma- I, know Max, I know Max Downs would be turning yeah, his nose Yeah, so would up. Bracey. But he's Mr. Geography. 
look, we can't all be fucking, you know, Mr. Geography students of the uh, of of the of the world. Well, it's the also you know like some people have. I didn't do geography at school. No. What's important is that the one day series that we left the nation for, we left a, the, our summer to go to their winter. To their winter and play in some meaningless shithole uh, three game one day tournament. Now, first game happened after we recorded the last podcast where it was probably the most delicious looking figures Australia's put in a, in a long time. Mm. And that was the Dark Angel, David Warner and Aaron Finch. Uh <laughs> I just didn't have a cool nickname for him. Well, there Finchy is. Doesn't, there he, there he is. Doesn't, one. He doesn't it's Finchy. One. Yeah, Finchy, which is, you know. Aaron Finch, basically, what were they? They chased down India's score. 250. 250, odd. not out. Both got tons. Real uh, erectile inducing lead in pencil sort of performance. And then we lost the next two. Smudge almost found his hands in the second one, got, got out for 94. Then found his hands third game with a ton. Yeah. Other interesting news. What do we What do we draw from this? What do we draw from it? Well, I, I tell you what we do draw. No one watched them. No, and not really. Anyway, not, well, did, not really. No. Would we have been better suited having another test at this time of year? Yes, we would have. Now that that's solidified off the back of this, I think. Yes, but even yeah. even then, what about just having some one days at home, please? Well, that's worse. Yeah, the, what we just did is worst case scenario. Yes, we lived out worst case. Yeah, that was the worst case scenario. We lived it out. Now I don't know why. I mean, because I Australia also who like, listen. I'd like an explanation. Big Bash. I've actually watched less Big Bash this year than I've ever watched. Can I? Can I be honest? I've watched almost none. Now, yeah. when I say almost none, I've I've watched in parts maybe six games. Yeah. I haven't so, watched a whole game. No, dude. Who has? If I've, you've watched a full Big Bash game, then you are either the most single human on the planet or you've got some sort of an illness that requires you to be at home. You're, and you, you're, you're bedridden. You're bedridden. You've got, you've you got bed sores. You've got bed sores. You've got bed sores. You've got bed sores, no Foxtel, no internet, and a Nokia 3310. If you've watched a whole Big Bash, like you've just said, you must have bed sores. Yeah. You must. You must. You must be using uh, a bedpan. <laughs> That's how I say. That's it. the only way that you can justify to me watching a full Big Bash game. I will say this as well. Every year I get into summer, or more specifically when I get into the end of the year, like mid-December. Yeah. You know, fucking that beautiful break that we all love is mm. just around the corner. I think to myself, I'm going to watch a lot of Big Bash this year. And then I, I live my life yeah. like a normal person, yeah. and I don't. And I don't watch any Big Bash, or I watch some while I'm waiting to, you know, to cook dinner. Yeah, or it's like, oh, we're going out, we're leaving in half an hour. It's like, all right, I'm ready. I'm going to sit on the couch. I'm going to watch half an hour of this Big Bash game with. Play I don't even necessarily know who's playing. Mm. Might be like a weird Western Australia game where it's still three o'clock in the afternoon. There, it's still cool. I'm sure, like, it serves its place. I'm sure it's really exciting, but I mean. I've watched less this year. It's a no from me. It's a no from me. I'd prefer it to ha be on, though. I'd prefer it to be test cricket. Yes, but I'd prefer... What I mean is I'd prefer to yeah, yeah, it's have the... Better on than not on. Yeah, it's better, better on, on than not on. on. Yeah. Good for the kids. Good for the game. Well, it's just good. It's, it's good for me if I've got a spare 15 minutes. Yeah. Better on than not on. Um, but, but you know, not a not a not a lead in pencil situation. No, it's more of a bedpan. Sort it's of a thing. bedpan, bed sores, uh, pissing into a jug because you can't get out of bed. No Wi-Fi. Forced to watch Big Bash. Forced to watch Big Bash. Free to air TV. Bed sore vibe. Single guy vibe. Or girl. Um, is that cricket? <laughs> <laughs> Did we forget to talk about why Tony Robbins was? At the Mayweather fight? In the yes. cage with him? Yeah. You mean the Connor fight? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Sorry. No, we can get into it. Why was he there? Because Tony Robbins is now a... Like, Connor uh, did something where he went to Tony Robbins' house and spoke to a bunch of, like, Tony Robbins' sort of, like, higher-up cult leader members. You know, like, the ones that have, like, they've achieved, like, gold status or some shit of Tony Robbins. I think the people that work for him. Right. Uh, and so Connor's got really chummy with Tony Robbins, and then who I assume has so, a tumor so on his Tony, pituitary gland because he's a giant. So Tony, so Tony, 
hired Connor to come and speak to his people about yeah. motivating. And well, just shit. like they had a chat. Tony interviewed Connor. Then they became friends. Now he's in a cage. He's a part him. of the team. John Kavanaugh's coach put up a photo saying like part of the team. So he talks Connor into victories. well, like well, like mindset, you know, mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Apparently, or he's paying him shitloads of money. Well, there would be that. There's definitely that, but it's a mutually beneficial sort of situation there, where it's like Connor gets some mind coaching off Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins gets legitimized by Connor McGregor. Like you know, oh shit, look, he's with Connor. I'm gonna read his book. Yeah. So basically, just like a global version of the snake oil salesman. Well, a little bit. Like, I mean, I don't, I haven't read any Tony Robbins. I do have a friend whose name I won't mention, but went to Tony Robbins and uh, like a Tony Robbins thing and I think cried at it and was like, dude, it was fucking good. Who was that? I'm not saying his name on air. Malbert. No, 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 because he got cameras on it. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a he's a good he's a good man, good friend, and you'd know him. But I don't know if he still employs the principles. But I know for a, for a while he was like fucking all in on Tony, and it seemed to have a positive effect. So I'm not shitting on Tony. No, no, I'm, I'm not here to shit but on Tony either. I I'm was sure, just a I'm little sure bit. He's got some snake oil though. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, you don't become Tony or Tony Robbins without having sold snake oil. To some degree, a little snake oil. Just a little, yeah. maybe a pinch. So, punters, dribblers, uh, over the summer holidays, we uh, were at the Hello Sport Christmas party. Yeah, we were. Um, Did we not do this last week? Don't think so. Continue. Uh, and we came, we bumped into a uh, punter and a dribbler. A dribblet. It was a dribblet. A dribblet, um, who unfortunately his name's escaped me right now, but that wasn't the point of the shout out. But she, she was, was lovely. She was lovely. She was very nice. But she was turned on to the podcast, the podcast that some call the greatest in the world currently, top of the heap, um, mm. sort of numerically. It's most the, critics do. Most yeah. critics do. And if you just go by numbers, uh, said that she got turned on to it by her brother. She and she uh, wanted a photo, sent it back to her brother, and obviously um, just was telling us how he's a big fan. Now, bro her brother is called Brian. He's an Australian, and he lives in Iceland. He's our he's our northernmost dribbler that mm. we know of. Mm. Icelandic dribbler, uh, Brian builds boats. Boat builder. Boat builder by trade. Lives up north, builds boats. Loves in rugby the north. league, loves dribble, loves yarn, loves the podcast, loves his family by all reports. By all reports. And loves his boats. Loves his boats. Huge boat guy. Big boat guy. Now, a boatman. We don't have a boat yet. No, we don't. No, we don't. We don't. We don't have a boat. Now, I believe, and this is according to his dribblet sister, or was it his girlfriend? Sister. Sister. That. We have been providing much-needed dribble and yarn. For a man who, who yearns for the shores of Australia. Yeah, who is yearning for dribble and yarn from afar. Yes. And by afar, I mean North Iceland. Yeah. Well, just the northernmost part of the world. Yeah, Iceland. I of Iceland. I'm assuming he's in North Iceland. Yes. Anyway, he needed dribble and yarn, and we provided it. Yes. But we happen to need a boat. We need a boat, and you happen to be a boat builder, so let's see if we can work something out there. That'd be really great. Now, we won't be paying for shipping, pardon the pun. Well, surely we just bloody chuck that thing in the water and fly. But I out. would think that if you are a boaty man and you can do what you... Put what's have, on your business card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we've been Back yourself up. Yeah. That you should be able to predict where it would go and just let it go let it during go. the right time of day, at the right tides, right time of year. Wind. And it would arrive it would to us. It would eventually just float up onto our waterfront uh, offices. Yes, that would make sense. Now, look, that's all, you know, we'll talk about that in the DMs later, Brian, uh, but just a shout out. Shout out to you. And also, if you want to shout us back, letting us know when the boat when, will be when ready. When the boat's going to come, but you are our northernmost dribbler and we appreciate And it. our only boat builder. That we know of. <laughs> now, one thing we haven't done, which we're not going to do this week because we forgot to get it organized, but we do have to do it and it's actually pretty criminal that we haven't, is get our Donald Beadman Christmas Carol winner. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone. We haven't gone through it we yet. We haven't gone through it. It's, it's, it's very lazy on our part, and I'm going to put it down to 
New Year. It's a lazy month. It's a lazy month, you know. January is a lazy month. We all know it. And look, I shouldn't have to defend myself. No, but we we will have it done. We're going to do it, yeah. but haven't done it yet. But just know that there is a baggy green winner out there. So if you're one of the guys that have made them, don't be disheartened. Well, you, most all of you but one should because only one's won it. But we just haven't remembered. This to- is our promise to you, the punter and the dribbler, is that we will play all the Beadman songs next week. Yes. And then we will decide who's won yep. and they will receive a baggy green. If you'd like to disagree with our selections, stiff shit. That's fine. You're we not in charge. That's, no, that's fine. Don't mind the disagreement of selections. Uh, you know, uh, opinions and disagreements are the spice of life. Now, let's get to some dribble dribbles before we wrap this bitch up. What do you reckon? Love it. Love it. All right, this one is uh, this uh, Matthew Balsh. The B- Balsh. Matthew, B-A-L-C-H. Balsh? That's how I'd pronounce it. Yeah, Bolsh. Get in touch with As in like run. a Bolshevik. Yeah, or like Grolsch, the beer. Anyway. Matthew has uh, slid into the DMs. Lads, big fan of the show, having only discovered it via the great cricketer last July. Thank you, TGC. I love the term generational throbber and I've even started to use it as a term to describe my 18-month-old son, much to my wife's confusion and likely displeasure. But I'm having a challenge getting it Uh, getting it through over here in the UK, as most people think I'm calling the person a dick. Forgive me for asking, as I've been over in the UK for 18 years, but when did throbber change from being a term to describe the person as a dickhead? If you could enlighten me, it might enable me to avoid an an inevitable chinning. Be soon. Well. I never knew that throbber was... No, I had no idea. If it's an English thing, then that's on them. Yeah, that's... But down here... Down in Australia, mate. In the proper country. Yes. It's... it's Those that escaped England. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. Those that fled. The escapees. The escapees. It it means elite. Elite. But you've also got to be... You've got to have a little panache. You've got to have a bit about you. Yeah. To be a throbber. It's not just being skillful. You got to have a bit of flair. You got to have presence. You got to have presence. You know what swag. I mean? Swag. Exactly. And maybe swag a little. Is... Maybe a li- you could be a little cocky. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can be cocky, but you've got to be a thoroughbred as well. Because you like know what I mean? you could say that you got to be you got to be fucking top of the heap. You got to be top of the heap. But you know you can you can make up for uh, skills with throbbery. You know yeah. what I mean? Like with that. With that X factor. X factor. X factor. He's got a bit about him stuff. You know what I mean? They're the intangible. And I use someone like Clint Gutherson here who hasn't cracked into your representative sides, you know, Australia and and Origin and the like. But after he scores tries, he's he's good at rugby league. And then after he scores tries, he doesn't mind sort of thrusting his lead pencil around. Yeah. Yeah. That's throbbing. Well, it's a man that knows how to use his lead. Yes. And if if you don't put lead to good use... It can be very un. It can be very bad for you. You got to treat it carefully. Yeah, yeah. Lead's lead's no joke. We all know that. <laughs> lead's no joke. But what we're saying is, didn't know it meant dickhead. Don't want to know that. No. If that's what they use it up in the in the UK for, then like they need to. Then sort it's that your. Out. Then you are. Think of yourself as a disciple going forth into. Uncharted waters. Uncharted waters into the back country, as it were, yeah. and teaching them of the faith yes. that is punting and dribbling That's and throbbing. Yeah. The ways of the punter and the dribbler. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, exemplified in the four sort of core principles of punting and dribbling, which is snorting, growling, howling, and, and prowling. prowling. That's right. That's and right. And then, obviously, there's, there's throbbery thrown in there for good measure. Generational throbbery, uh, if yes. you will. Yes. And, yes. you know, uh, a wealth of other things. A wealth. A wealth. So go forth. Go forth and uh, spread the good word, mm. Mr. Bolsh. Uh, now we've got a couple of fucking... What a podcast it's been today. Goodness gracious me, there's been some dribble. Um, fuck. <laughs> Let's go to more dribble. Dribbler dribbles if you will. Question. Um, um, I'm a bit bounced. I just forgot how to drink the Gatorade. I can't. I can't drink the Gatorade. Someone help. I need to know how to drink the Gatorade. All right. Yes, sir. No, no more. Okay. I love you. 
He's bounced. Dude, he's bounced. He's, he's lost the He's seriously that, bounced. That, he's on the mushies, that, that bloke. That guy's cooked still. <laughs> That's not bounced out. He's mid-bounce. Yeah, no, no. He's 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 mid-bouncing. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's mid-bouncing because that made no sense. No, no. That was a man in dire trouble. Mate, if you're all right, reach back out and let us know yeah, that. Yeah, let us know that you learn how to drink again. Yeah, because that's... forgetting to swallow is not good. No, no, that's that's not something really that... that that's, not, that's out of our jurisdiction. No, no, no. You've We're got, not... We're not we're not swallow specialists. No, no, though not... we've done it. You know, it's more about. Well, we've batted up the top of the order. We know how to swallow. <laughs> we know how to swallow, but but I don't know how to tell someone that doesn't know how to swallow how to swallow. No. You've either got it or you don't. Yeah, and it seems like that he had some people in the background who he probably should have been asking for help because they they didn't seem to be providing him any assistance. Well, they didn't seem to be as concerned as we are. No, that was weird. Look, all the best with you there, bro. That was strange. I hadn't listened to that one, Edward. It was weird. We move on. G'day, boys. Uh, at shit underscore punter. I've had a rugby league skimful. Been down to all the pubs on the northern beaches trying to find a nice place to watch the Conor McGregor fight. What a great 40 seconds it was. The man's back. What I actually wanted to talk about, I uh, thought it was a great idea from the caller in the last episode who brought forth some talking points. I've got one. I got a bus to work the other day and Jeff Tuvey Tubes got on the bus and sat uh, pretty close to me. I've I've been out and about on the beaches before when Tubes has been out. He's a bit of a he's a bit of a, a menace. And uh, just thought if anybody else had any other uh, you know, brushes with lame. Take it easy boys. <laughs> brushes with lame <laughs> Dude. Did he say brushes with fame? No, he said brushes with lame because it was just that he saw Tuvi on a bus and he sat near him. <laughs> I love that. Dude, I really like that. That's brushes hilarious. Brushes lame, punters, dribblers. Now, Tuvi himself, not lame, obviously one of the great uh, Australians, but certainly a lame experience just seeing yeah, him yeah. on a bus. Well, it's lame as fuck. It's as lame as it gets. I saw Malcolm Turnbull on a bus once, sat behind me. Really? Yeah. Malcolm Turnbull walked Post into Prime the, Minister. Yeah. Well, mine was pre-Prime Minister. He walked into the bar I was in. I um, I mean, this is lame, but it was also like a bit scarring for me. I remember my old man playing in a charity cricket game when I was like fucking eight. And I went into the sheds afterwards and Mike Whitney was nude having a shower. And at this point, height of his Who Dares wins fame. I didn't even know he played cricket. And I saw a naked Mike Whitney and he's like, get hey boys, just having a shower. And I'm like, and I walked out. I was but like, what? But like, f- can you fill in the oh, blanks? It wasn't a who, it wasn't a who dares hog. It was it was <laughs> wasn't a who's dares hog. It wasn't a who dares hogs. Hard to say. Bit it's of a, a tongue twister. Yeah, it is a tongue twister. Uh, just to sort of round out brushes with lame. Yeah. I walked past Matt Johns at Warringah Mall the other day. Really? Yeah. Do you know I've got another one? <laughs> Saw Matt Rogers at the Easter show once. <laughs> Um, what have I got? Stephen Larkham came out. <laughs> Stephen Larkham came out and ran training drills when we were in under nines. Dubbo ruse. <laughs> I got scrum training off Andrew Blades once. <laughs> I saw George Gregan at a um an athletics carnival. <laughs> we're in the canteen line together. <laughs> Now, if you want to talk about who dares hogs, killer pythons, and from the canteen line, George, has he got a has he got a killer python? From what I've heard in the rumours about George, I believe he did buy a killer python at the time. Trust me, a killer python ain't got shit on old George. Is that right? Well, look, I don't know that Eddie. This is things that I've heard. Now, I really like brushes with lame Eddie. I love it. Yeah. So if you've got brushes with lame, that is a great dribbler hotline. It's almost the best we've received. It's definitely the best we've received. Brushes so to you lame. go the spoils. So please just send them in. If you've got brushes with lame, if you've seen Matty Johns at Ringham All or, or Matt Rogers at the Easter show, um, we'd love to hear about it. So let's go. I think we've got one more dribble dribble here before we uh, call it a day. Hit the frog. Yeah. Go have showers. Hit the showers, as it were. Actually, we have two more. This guy has sent us three. 
G'day, Bunners. Uh, it's Ben Jones here, mate, uh, calling about a bet I made last year. I made a promise to Andrew O'Sullivan, if the Roosters don't go with that repeat, yeah, back to back to back. Three peaks. Man, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, well, I'm just going to back myself this time. Bruce is going to go three peaks. If not, I get fired. I get fired. All right. You get fired. Shout out to Andrew Sullivan. Look, he's got a couple more. Is he saying? So, is he? More, is he talking to someone else? Man, I'm not sure. He's got a couple more. Years. Let's just see if he clarifies it. Hey boys, I left the absolutely shocking dribble maybe a couple of hours ago and I just want to rectify that uh, please don't play the first dribble that I left um, I've made a bet with Andrew O'Sullivan if the Roosters don't do the three-peat I will get fired from my job but if we do all's good and if we don't I have to drink a glass of milk with lime for every day for a year so yeah big shout out to Andrew O'Sullivan and yeah big Wait, boys. So hang on is Andrew his boss? I don't know. Angie must be his boss. He must be his boss. Because if he has the power to fire him, I assume he is. I'm lost now why he has he's to drink a glass of milk with lime daily for a year. Like, if you get fired, I thought you'd just go, well, you can stick the milk up your ass. But I thought that the firing was the... the, the that was the thing that, that you was, were... But it, from where I'm sitting, the glass of milk with lime every day seems in some ways harsher. <laughs> than, than losing your job. Yeah. Well, he sent another one here, so let's hope this maybe spreads, sheds a little more light. Yeah, Jenna, Eddie, and Tom, I'm um, calling for my third time tonight. Look, I just want to get this right, okay? Um, Andrew O'Sullivan, if you're listening, I promise to drink a pint of milk and wine if the roosters don't do their three feet. If not, you fire me. Fire me. Deal the deal, mate. And like it in Tom Tom, back yourself. Um, and a shout out to my nephew Cooper and my brother in law Dan. Keep doing all the work you're doing, boys. Be soon. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, that's wild. That is a wild dribble. I think I think he was the guy a while ago who sent us a dribble and then asked us not to play it and then we said back yourself and then he's now tried to come back with the dribble and has wigged out three different times. But thank you. For that, we'll try and remember that. If you if the Roosters don't win... Then he has to drink a glass of milk with lime. Every day for a year, and he has to lose his job. Tough. That's a fucking... What does he get if he wins? I still don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe just the Roosters win, and that's the satisfaction. All right, we got one more here. G'day, dribblers. Mitch Wade here. Just a quickie. Uh, so, just here, finished... Sitting, watching a little bit of fucking the Big Bash, watching the Brisbane Heat play the Renegades, and I want to give out a fucking a pallet, a whole pallet of fucking lights to the Brisbane Heat. Biggest bed shitters in the comp, fucking shit cunts, fucking losers. Get rid of them. Anyway, be it soon. Mitch, <laughs> has Mitch got bed sores? <laughs> Seems like Mitch is too invested in the Big Bash. <laughs> Sounds like poor old Mitch is in bed. <laughs> bed sores. Bedpan. Bedpan. Look. Big bash on. I can't, I can't, I can't help you. Because I also don't even know what happened here to, to fire yeah. him up about if, the if, Brisbane if, Heat. If the Brisbane Heat have upset you so. Firstly, sorry about that. But I think there's bigger things yeah. at work here. Bigger yeah. issues yes. in front of you. You're watching too much Big Bash. Yeah. To be as invested as handing out a pallet of light. A pallet of light, which is a that's a that's an overhead that I don't know. That's who's a, wearing that cost? Who's wearing that? Cost? Not us. <laughs> not we aren't. I'm not, Fuck if we are. I'm not giving the Brisbane Heat a pallet of light beers. I think that's a common misconception. When we give our beers, we've been paying for them. Yes. Like when we when we fill up Winx's trough, that's on our. That's on us. That's <laughs> on our dime. So if you want to give out a pallet of light, that's also on your. That's on you. That's you, not us. And now, with that in mind, to be prepared to give out a pallet of lights to the Heat... They must have done something. Yeah, but... But it couldn't... Look, from where I'm sitting, bigger problems maybe rest at home. <laughs> sort your home life out. Sort your home life out. Watch less Big Bash. Get back in the gym. Get back in the gym. Get out of bed. <laughs> clean yourself. Get walking again. Get walking again. Rinse off those bed sores. Um, Tomorrow's a new day. Okay. Maybe, yeah, get on a dating app, Tinder. Got a single mate who's 
quite prolific in the dating scene right now. Hinge and having a lot of success. A lot of success. Shout out to him. Won't name him for fear of other of his dates maybe listening down the track. Well, it's possible. The resurrection is well and truly underway. Oh, it's underway. Oh, it's underway. It's underway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, So Hinge is a dating app I've heard. If you want to try that one, Mitch. Uh, Tinder, Bumble. I it's mean, all deadly. It's all there. It's all deadly. But you got to get out of bed first, bro. You got to turn off that TV, get out of bed, get in the shower, and don't let the Brisbane heat get the better of you. Um, but I believe Eddie. That us? I think that's us for the week. It's been a pleasure. Hats will be out. Sir, we'll make sure we'll look. If you want the hats, we'll notify you. The info will be on our Instagram. Um, go check out our YouTube. There'll be videos and clips and all that shit there. Full podcast there. And often with the full podcast, because uh, our interns are lazy and they can't be fucked to do editing with video, you'll find there's more on the video podcast than there is the audio. So there's a couple extra little tidbits in there. There's tidbits on the video version that yes. you're not going to get in the podcast. In the so audio. if you if you want to if you want to listen to both, that'd be I'd I would say I'd recommend to listening to both. I'd recommend listening to both. Um, now, the Instagram is at Hello Sport Podcast. The YouTube is Hello Sport, probably Hello Sport Podcast, something like that. Again, these don't need to be specific. You should be able to find them in 2020. Uh, Facebook Hello Sport, Twitter's Hello Sport something. Curtly Beal is going to be reaching out very soon. I can feel it in my waters. Uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>